This episode of Late Nights with Trav and Lois is brought to you by FreshBooks. 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 To see how the all-new FreshBooks can save you time and boost your creativity, visit... Both of those things are good. Yeah, yeah. Visit <laughs> freshbooks.com forward slash... Trav and Lois. And in the how did you hear about sex section, section. <laughs> put Late Nights with Trav and Lois. Shaboy. <laughs> Shaboy. <laughs> Late nights. Late nights. Late nights. With Travis. With Travis. With Travis. Late nights. With Travis. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> All right, here's a new intro. Since we have a podcast network. We do. We did that. We have it. Last episode, we talked about Tin Roof Media Network and how we got to the name. Condensed from about an hour and a half of recording to a 30 minute naming exercise. So if you're looking to name something, listen back to the last episode. It was a really good exercise. I think we worked well together. We do, we do, it was we a do. Good collab. Good collab. Well, here it is. Welcome to another episode of the Late Nights with Trav and Lois podcast, mm-hmm. part of the Tin Roof Media Network. I'm Lois, your host for tonight, and across the table is my name is Travis. Travis, otherwise known as Trav. Yeah. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about the balance between the craft of a product and launching a product. Okay, craft. I'm writing the notes. Craft versus launching a launch. product. Mm-hmm. Craft versus launch. Okay, and all the, right. And the balance therein. There's a lot there. There's a lot to unpack, oh. and the the question uh, that that in other like other other ways to phrase this question is, how much should I or do I care about what my product looks like, versus when do I ship the thing? Yeah. So when you first said craft versus launch, like the first thing that came to my mind is like, wait, are they, are they exclusive to each other? Like you can only launch if it's not crafty <laughs> and you can only have a craft if you never launch. Son, at the beginning, I said the balance. The balance of, okay. The fair, balance fair, fair, of. Fair, fair, fair. Which means um, that. But I like what you just said in just a second ago when you were talking about, we're talking about speed and refinement mm-hmm. versus, mm-hmm. um, perfection i guess you know, yeah yeah kind yeah of a pursuit yeah because craft is cool and all but how much does it really matter yeah. when launching a product i think i mean i hope you have more prepared than this but yeah. like my quick answer <laughs> is that it really depends on who your audience is and what your goal is so for example if you are making like a website for i don't know like a rock and roll band right maybe craft matters a lot because it should feel like the band. Mm. It should feel like an experience. Mm-hmm. What you're making is an experience. And then that, how does that convert into sales? Right. Does that mean your UX has to be just crap and your links have to be unrecognizable, like little spike things and yeah. hidden messages <laughs> everywhere to find out how to buy a ticket? No, but, but on the other hand, um, I'm reminded of this really great example of, of like someone striking this balance or really making, uh, making the necessary kind of like... Uh, give you know the give and take here mm-hmm. um do you know genius website uh network so like like rap genius and lyric genius and poetry genius yep. okay so like they're really quickly it's a website that um helps people to comment on and discuss lyrics and poetry and prose right and they they started out with hip-hop genius or rap genius i think it was mm-hmm. and then they subsequently launched in like country genius and cool like yeah pop genius so um, uh, this interview I read with the, with the, the CEO and he was talking about how like, like I want it to look crappy. 
Ah. Because if it looks crappy, then that means we did not waste any time. And to me, this is the CEO speaking. Yeah. Hit my most valuable commodity is is time. Right. Time to launch. Right. And so if my designers make it look too good, I know that they're wasting some time. Ah. And so that was his take on it. That's really cool because if you think about Wikipedia Mm -hmm. and when they ask for donations, right? (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) But here... The The most annoying ads ever. Yeah. But when they ask for donations, I think they're once a year. Uh, Like they're purposefully inelegant. Yes. Because if it looked polished and like they spent a lot of time, maybe it doesn't look like they need the money. Oh, that's an interesting take. And so, I just thought they wanted to make it yellow and obnoxious as possible no, to get as much attention as no, possible. No, their goal is to make it seem like they need the money. And so the design like, needs to kind of... pay for a better ad. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think there's that those designs probably perform better for them than the ones that are polished and all nice looking. You'd be foolish if you think they wouldn't. They weren't testing, you know, an A-B yeah. test there or yeah. something. Yeah. Multivariate. And so when you're looking at those ads, the craft is a little lackadaisy. Yeah. Purposefully. That's, yeah, I mean, yeah. So the question is, how much does craft really matter? And I think this is a discussion that goes either way. Uh, and to use your example about Rap Genius, it's more important to get a product out for him. Yeah. Because you can iterate and make it a better experience, but not necessarily look better. Right. So, so his audience were users who are trying to extract content value, mm. right? Mm-hmm. They want to be able to look at the lyrics of a song and make, a, make an annotation or a comment or discuss it with someone. That's all they want. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like adding a new flourish or an interesting animation or, you know, whatever is not the name of the game. Right. The name of the game is um, fast and accurate content delivery. Whereas, you know, if you're promoting a new wine label brand or something, Mm -hmm. the name of the game is not necessarily um, fast and accurate content information delivery. It's more about capturing the essence of the brand, selling the the vision Mm -hmm. of what it means to drink this type of wine. Right. So what is your audience? What is your purpose? Right, right. It's a great question to have as someone who's designing or pushing a product out Mm -hmm. is who's your intended audience Mm -hmm. and, and... I think you can discover how much they care about the craft versus you getting it out. The who, who cares? The audience cares? The audience. Yeah. I think you can discover I mean, they're that. they're going to use it if it's good. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and like how many examples can I think of like really well-crafted UI that have failed? Path. <laughs> that was the example I was going <laughs> to Like there's a lot of like, like really clever UI. And, but the, the problem was the core business is just a bad business and there's no way that a UI designer can help that. Yeah. Path won accolades and awards when it came to. It was pretty. I wanted to use it, but I was like, I have no use for this, but I want to use it. I tried to use it. I I tried to as well. And it was a great experience. And I think a lot of, a lot of, a lot of the things that they innovated, which was the single use action button that, uh, kind of exploded out other mm-hmm. options. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. And you see uh, 
Pinterest using that really well. Yeah, like the 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 good UI ideas did not die. They did. Although didn't. the app died because the app was useless. Yeah, I mean it got acquired and it's still around, but it's Isn't not. It? Yeah, but oh. they're like. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Right. <laughs> they're like 380, 400 on the like social network rankings in the app store. Right. Right. Where you have like Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, yeah, yeah. WhatsApp hitting the top five spots. Got it. Right. Um, so there's an example of the balance was too far in the craft. No, I don't think it was too far in the craft. I don't think that, I don't think the craft was a problem. Okay. You know, I just think that it wasn't a good business. So should they have spent less time on the craft and then more time on validating the business? Yeah. Yeah. So you could say, yeah. Um, let me give you some different examples of, of, of products that we all know that notoriously didn't have a good UI to start off with. Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook. Mm-hmm. It had Mark Zuckerberg's face on it. Yeah. It had the dude who made it put his own face as the common header on every page. His own face. Uh, How could that even be like usable? Like imagine putting your face as a CEO of a company. Yeah. On an app you just launched. And, and, and I'm going to be like, yeah, I'll log into that. It's got this dude's face on every page. I will use this every day. But somehow it works. I have no idea. Yeah. Another one is Snapchat. They uh, notoriously had bad UX it was what do you mean had uh, i think i think they're do you do you see their new feature pinch to map yeah Have i've seen, seen that. that i've seen that anywhere you are <laughs> you're you're like you know what i'm just going to scroll this list and then if i pinch it a map will show up <laughs> yeah they've uh, okay <laughs> all right the ux is is still a thing to figure out <laughs> well that's the thing right um, that's kind of become their thing though yeah. Like that's their because I they, don't know. Yeah, they 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 shipped something and tested and iterated and changed and found something that people like to use. I feel like they accidentally found something a long time ago and they've been scrambling ever since. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. I mean, those those what are they called the filters or the lenses y- or whatever? Yeah. Those are brilliant. Those are great. Oh, so good. They're fantastic. Mm-hmm. Other than that, nothing. I mean, Snapchat is the only app that my kids will be like, hey, can we do Snapchat? Yeah. Because they just want to send their mom a funny photo. They call it by name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, will, <laughs> they, they don't ever say any other, other apps by name. Hmm. Um, Even watching Netflix, they're like, say, can we watch a video? They don't say, can we watch Netflix? Yeah, that's right. That's right. So that's been on my mind. And um, I, I wanted to unpack it a bit. I didn't have a takeaway other than you know, who's your intended audience and it just keep that on at the front of your mind. And if you're spending too much time on the craft before proving an idea, you need to probably step it back a bit and prove an idea first. So, okay. I mean, it's hard to transcend roles sometimes. Yeah. Like if you're hired just to make a nice UI and then you do it and then the thing flops, can you say it's your fault? It's it's, it's probably not right. Like if it's a bad, a business idea and you know it just happens to have your UI on it. it doesn't mean you're a bad UI designer but also maybe it's an opportunity to kind of push for better um, user experience in the business development itself mm-hmm. and and we we can as you know as designers and creatives we can leverage the the 
the voice that we have, right? I, I love it when we had uh, we had Jared Irondu on our podcast a while ago, and, and he said something that I've always just like put in the back of my mind is that of anybody at the whole organization, the person who is doing the UX, the design, sits the closest to the user, mm-hmm. and we have to be their advocate. We have to be their voice. And if we know that, like, look, this user doesn't need this fancy schmancy thing that we're wasting time on, the user just needs actionable information, or the user just needs a better login system, or yeah. whatever it is, we can be their voice. And that, and what we're doing when we when we do voice out like that, when we when we um, you know take their advocacy, we're showing the company at large that we're better than just making pixels move around, right? that we are good businessmen yeah. and women, you know, business people. Business people. And, and that is like the strength of, of UX. And, and don't conflate. So, okay, I have another bone to pick. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I hate it when I see this phrase, UI slash UX. <laughs> that is bull crap. <laughs> that, is, that is horrible. Yeah. Like that's, that we are doing ourselves a disservice when we conflate the two. Yeah. Right? A user experience does not equate to a, a user interface. Uh-uh. And what I'm talking about is advocate for a good user experience, possibly at the expense of a good user interface. Right. If that's what's needed. Right. And a good UX person will know the difference. Yep. And so you can be that UX person if you start to separate those two. Yeah. And then you're going to be more valuable seat at the table. Pick that bone if you're listening. Mm-hmm. Put it in your pocket. Put it in your pocket. <laughs> uh, yeah, those are really those are really good. That ends this uh, question that I had on my mind. I think it's just a good one to to dialogue out. And I've definitely yeah, I've gotten uh, uh, a lot to move forward with when thinking about designing products and designing things moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to talk about another thing. Oh, should we take a break for our oh, that's sponsors? Right. That's a thing. So we're going to take a break for our sponsor, which is FreshBooks. See you at the other side of this 60 seconds. FreshBooks. I like them. They're pretty cool, man. They make software, accounting software, for people who run small businesses that are self-employed uh-huh. or freelance. And their biggest feature that I like is that you can create and send professional looking invoices in a matter of seconds dude okay let me just jump in there because like when i i mean i did uh freelance design for for a number of years when i first started out and like the worst thing was asking for money yeah and and like chasing people down and being like did you like are you gonna pay me (laughs) what's cool is that they uh they have this feature where you can see when your client sees your invoice so you don't have to guess if they see it, if they did not. Oh, like if they opened it, if they saw it. Yeah, and then FreshBooks takes care of that itself. Uh-huh, so they, uh-huh. they'll send the reminders, etc., until you get paid. Where can they sign up? FreshBooks is offering a 30-day free trial to all the listeners of our podcast. So cool. So if you want it, go to freshbooks.com forward slash Travelos and enter late nights with Travelos in the how did you hear about us section. Yeah, so check it out. The other thing that I wanted to talk about is this uh, question posed by Design Lab on Medium. Um, and the question is, are push notifications a dark pattern? Maybe uh, first we explain what a dark pattern is. First, 
Let's talk about what a notification is. Oh, snap. Let's do that. <laughs> More critical. More critical. What's a notification? A notification is when your product, and this is, let's talk about software, when mm-hmm. you're, the product or the software, that whatever it is that you're using, sends you a notification by way of ding or beep, beep, beep or something. It, what it is at its core is a pattern interrupt. It is a pattern interrupt. So you're doing your life, you're going about your thing, and you're interrupted by software. Dude, this podcast would not be as good without you. <laughs> well, it would just be Los in the middle of the night talking to himself. So I, I, I'm going to readily agree with that. That's so good. You're so good with words. It <laughs> is a pattern interrupt. It is. Yeah. 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 So that is what a notification is. A push notification mm-hmm. is a pattern interrupt. That's so cool. And pattern interrupts can, you, you, I mean, you'll, if you look up that, de- that phrase, you might read about it in a positive light because they can definitely be helpful. Yes. Like let's say, for example, you're trying to quit smoking. Mm. You have this kind of like habit. You, you reach for the pack, you pat it a few times, you take it out, you look at it, you hold it in a certain way, you find your, ladder, your lighter, you pat your pocket. A pattern interrupt might be like a shock collar or something. Right? Yeah. You pull out the cigarette yeah. and you're like, okay, I need to, I can't do this anymore. That's a pattern interrupt. But if you're going about your day, like, you know, like you're focused in on your work, you're in flow and then bing, somebody tweeted you. Yeah. What gives that person, that random person, the permission to interrupt your creative flow? Right. Well, you did. You did. You, you did that. <laughs> it's your fault completely and squarely. <laughs> However, you were like hijinks by a company. Yeah. It's yeah. Twitter's fault, really. Because <laughs> you're an idiot and they should respect that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, which is what uh, brings us to a dark pattern. You know, is this question posed by Design Lab, is a push notification a dark pattern? And what you said is, what is a dark pattern? A dark pattern refers to any design feature intended to deceive, manipulate, or trick the user into taking an action that they didn't desire or intend to. And, and like... A really, a really obvious thing is like, oh, I didn't know I was signing up for that email newsletter, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want it from the start, and it's easy to see that you don't want it, and you have reasons why right from the start. Right. But maybe even a little bit more pernicious or sneaky version of that is convincing you that you do want something or acting like it's not a big deal mm-hmm. when it is actually a huge deal. Right. For example, notifications. Mm-hmm. Personally, I think somebody being allowed to call me or send me a direct message or whatever is a big deal. I really don't like it. Yeah. And I I think it's, I think it's a privacy issue. I think it's on so many levels. Right. And yet we're, we're kind of taught by these companies, you know, like, like where did this permission come from? Like, was this ever legislated against? Was it ever like kind of agreed upon by some kind of like consortium? Yeah. It was, you know who decided that this is a good idea and this is what we should do? Who? It was a for-profit company Mm -hmm. who said, how can I get my content in front of the user? How can I interrupt their lives for my gain? Right. They don't have you at their best heart. Yeah. And what they're doing is they're exploiting our psychological weakness for notifications or our fear of missing out. FOMO. FOMO. For sure. I, that, that's, that's a great way to say it. Yeah, they are pseudo-notifications to deliver marketing messages or simply to draw us back to using their product when there is actually nothing of substance to notify us about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, some, let me give you an example. I'm a 
heavy Twitter user. I love it. You do? Yeah, I love I don't Twitter. I know that. Yeah, I love Twitter. I think... I would uh, know that if I went on Twitter more. I'd see you, like, tweeting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, never mind. Yeah, tw- yeah, tw- tw- yeah Twitter, Twitter is my favorite uh, social, like, real-time social network okay. service. Well, what do you like about it? I love that it's real-time, and you can access a community, and you can access people publicly yeah. instantly. And designers are on it. They're, they're pretty... Design, yeah, designers are on it, mm-hmm. and uh, the times that I've reached out to people publicly, they've been pretty responsive, especially customer service from products. You can oh, just yeah, call yeah. them out and be like, hey, what's happening? <laughs> you know. And then someone there will respond, or someone in a community that's using that will also respond and help you out. Right, totally. So that's what I love about it, is it's helpful. I can uh, access the communities that I want to immediately. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I like it. That makes sense. That's right. good reasons. It's good reasons. Now, however, I have two separate accounts that I use. I use my personal account, Los Montoya, uh-huh. and then the Tribe and Los one. And right. I log in back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Now, what happens is on my Los Montoya one, I've, I've spent the time to allow the right amount of permission that I want for a push notification. It, it, it actually does take a lot of work. It takes a lot of work in. because by default, it's it's the way that Trav and Lowe's notification works for me, which I haven't curated the notifications. It's just you, like everything. You'll the, get... The whole faucet. Yeah, you'll get bing, you know, two new notifications. I'm like, oh, what is it? Somebody starred your thing. Not even. What it is is the pseudo notification, which brings me back into the app, which is, hey, this person in your community just started uh, that you're following just started following this other person or these two people start following each other. And what it is, is a pseudo notification. It doesn't give me any substance, but what it does is it brings me back into their app. It, it, it's like somebody that you know is talking to somebody else that you know, which and is crap. Yeah. 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 It is crap. And that's, that's, but it, but it triggers that FOMO. It triggers that FOMO because you know, what are they talking about? Like why, right. why am I not involved? Right. And so as I'm talking about this, I am going to change those permissions um, back to or to what I have them from my personal account because it's tiring. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. imagine, imagine this is myself and I'm tech savvy. I work in tech. I design software that is tech focused. Imagine all those grandmas on Twitter. Yeah. My grandma. Taking advantage of. Yeah. My grandma just hopped on Facebook. Is your, <laughs> right? <laughs> Um, and he, adorable. Yeah, and it's because she finally got a smartphone that one of her uh, children got her. Mm-hmm. And so, but they, but they are completely at the whim of these for-profit companies. Oh, totally. Because by default, these pseudo notifications, or what I'd like to say, these dark patterns, mm-hmm. because they are dark patterns, mm-hmm. are teaching and training them that they need to pay attention to them. Mm-hmm. Which is to, total but BS, it's man. It's like, this is important. And like, if you are not as kind of like woke. Yeah, woke. UX woke. UX woke. Then you, you know, you get like tricked into thinking that these things are important. I remember when I first started with social media, I thought everything was important. Yeah. On all the notifications. Yep. There's no discernment between what is critical and what's not. No. And so where does it, where is the responsibility to balance business objectives and the customer's experience. I mean, right. Like responsibility uh, is with the company, but 
Like we have to realize that these companies are not here for our gain. No. They're not here for us. No, they're not. Like if they can help us and have a little bit of synergy along the way, then fine. That's good. Yeah. But generally, they're like, how can I? Yeah. And I think that these notifications are crude right now. Okay. Right. They're forced. They're, they're, they're a hammer. Right. Mm -hmm. And they see everything like a nail. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. I mean, well, they're effective. They're a really effective tool. Yeah. It's that psychological weakness, you know, and they're free. They're free. You know, they don't cost the company anything to send out a little notification to you. So this is what I want to do. I want to do a call to arms right here. Wow. Hashtag UX woke. What? <laughs> and uh, find someone that isn't technologically savvy and help them with push notifications and educate them as to what they are. Just call out one of those nasty dark patterns that you see being forced into, you know, and, and call them out. Hashtag UX woke. Call them out, hashtag UX woke, and first start changing when you design something, like be an advocate. Uh, and number mm -hmm. two, help those and call them out so that we can start making an impact and maturing the this dark pattern that has evolved over time because it's effective. Sure. And, and first sign up for Twitter. Yes. And then turn your notifications on for that hashtag. <laughs> so that I can... Uh, <laughs> so I can dark pattern my way into you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so those are the two things that were on my mind that I wanted to uh, discuss and unpack. That's good. I, I really enjoyed this night. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So thank you for joining us for another Late Nights with Travel Lowe's. Make sure to be following and subscribing so we can dark pattern our ways <laughs> into your attention span and pattern interrupt you on Instagram by following us at Travelos, <laughs> uh, Twitter at Travelos. <laughs> uh, our email is Travelos at gmail.com. And if you really care about us posting things and when we do them, follow us. If not, un unfollow and or just change your notifications so that we don't interrupt you and uh, give you some FOMO. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> just like we live in this kind of state where it's it's your responsibility as the user to take right care now, of yourself. Yeah. Yeah, like so. Yeah, unsubscribe to this if you will. Yeah, <laughs> if you if you if you if you're brave, if you know it's good for you, if you know it's good for you. Yeah. <laughs> so that was another episode of Late Nights with Travel Lowe's podcast, part of the Tin Roof Media Network, and we will see you next week. Good night. Is that good? That's perfect. That's good.
Thank <laughs> you.